to a very special Hugmanay, as we call it here in Scotland. Great Scott Cinema Club podcast. Obviously, uh, it's coming out on Hugmanay. It's New Year's Eve for everybody else. Uh, can you tell the people what we've got in store for them today? Well, uh, today we are marking the end of the decade by looking back at the, the decade. So we're going to pick our favourite film for each year and our worst film for each year. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean that these are the best and the worst movies. They're our favourites and our least favourites. Um, over the th- This is going to be split into two episodes. So in the first episode, we're going to cover from 2010 to 2014. Yep. And then in the second episode, we'll be covering 2015 to 2019. Right. Um, at the end of the second episode, I think we'll, we'll vote for movie of the decade as well. Oh, that's a good idea. Maybe top threes of the decade, we'll do that. Top threes of the decade, good show, actually. Aye. Um, as I said, um, it's going to be splitting it too, um, and hopefully, depending on how the first one goes, you'll tune in for the second. They're <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just shouting into the void. <laughs> this is the movies I like. <laughs> and you will like them too. <laughs> Anyway, uh, we'll move on uh, the first movie, which is 2010. Yep, and we'll start with our favourite one. I think that's the best bit. Start off on a high, end on a high. Good idea. Right. Right. So, starting in 2010, this was a year that brought out films like Kick-Ass, A Nightmare on Elm Street remake, Iron Man, Get to the Greek, um, Grown Ups, Predators, Inception, The Other Guys... The Fighter. Um, what well, other ones have we have, have I covered there, Keezy? Have you got any there, no? No, I've just, I've just got my favourite and my worst. Right, okay, well, fair enough then. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we'll go for our favourite one for, for 2010, mate. Um, so, I, for this year, um, I've, I've went for a film that, when I mention it, everybody that I, I speak to has seen it and absolutely loves it but nobody ever really talks about it. It's a film with Michael Caine, and it's called Harry Brown. Right. Um, it's, Harry Brown's based on a, a story about an old man that lives in a high-rise walk of flats um, in like the, the kind of gangland area of London. Um, it's, the story's about how he confronts and overcomes, basically, the, the gangs and the, the wee right. hoodlums and all that that are taking over his estate. Um, it's a brilliant film, man. It really is. Have you seen it? I've seen it, and it's, it's a good film. I thought it was similar to Gran Torino. It was maybe in the shadow of that film, but I, still good. I actually preferred it to Gran Torino. Aye, I, it was. Uh, I don't know. I'm, normally, I prefer your like, high glossed Hollywood kind of movies, but there was something really gritty and brilliant. Aye. Um, I absolutely loved it. Um, so he's brilliant in it. Michael Caine's performance is exceptional, and it's Plan B that plays like the head. I knew there was somebody like that in it. Aye. The head, he plays like the head honcho of the of the wee Ned gang. Can ah, I? that's and right. He's excellent in it. It's really good. Aye, I loved him so. Hey, that'd be a Plan B song after these trips. Um, what I loved about it as well is like it. It was realistic. It wasn't like an old man who knew karate or something, Aye. and he started kicking the crap out of people. <laughs> That's not what it was like. That's still to be made, and that sounds amazing. That's Harry Brown too. <laughs> Harry Brown too, returning to Hammersmith. <laughs> right, so what have you went for for your favourite movie, aren't you? I went for one that we've, we've spoke previously. Um, but for Toy Story 3. I just, yeah. I just I love that. I knew you would have went for Toy Story 3, and that's yeah. why I never went for Toy Story 3. <laughs> um, um, we did mention why we loved it, that for me it was the perfect ending to a trilogy, but we forgot, I forgot to mention the last time, uh, Michael Keaton is Ken. Uh, Absolutely. For a win. And what they're trying to distract him, they're making him put on all the outfits and all that, he's karate and <laughs> uh, hilarious stuff. <laughs> And he's, he's neckerchiefs and all that. It's, <laughs> it's, it's so good. And um, Timothy Dalton is uh, Mr. Pricklepants, the thespian hedgehog. He's <laughs> magic. Timothy <laughs> <laughs> Dalton's still great, isn't he? Oh, I like. um, But definitely Toy Story 3. We've said it all. Aye, the satire jerker, it's, 
the hilarious. It's by the it's way, brilliant. I see that the scene in the, the incinerator. Oof. I'm <laughs> 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 at the end as well, though. So long, partner. Oh, God! <laughs> Come back, Andy! Come back! <laughs> um, so, we'll move on then to our worst movies. <laughs> 2010, you want to take the first one now? Right, I'll, I'll take it first. This, my worst film of 2010 is Night and Day. I've never heard of it, man. No? No. It's uh, Tom Cruise and Cameron Diaz. Sounds good so far. <laughs> so this was the second film they made after that um, the only reason I went to see it was, was going to Seville and, uh, the, the, the next day and so I was down in London with my mate to fly out and to kill a couple of hours I've got the pictures and I went to see this because it's a party was set in Seville right and oh my god it is awful I've never even... It's about... It's about... He's a CIA agent. He's trying to get a battery and he bumps into her at the airport and she comes along for the ride. And, oh, as you do. Oh, CIA agent just picks up uh, the It's just... This, yeah, and it, they've got this one joke that, that just runs through the film. It just doesn't... It's just not funny, this. With me? Without me? He just keeps saying it and it dro- drove me bonkers. And when I was at the pictures watching it, I fell asleep. Uh, but there's a scene in the film where they're on like a de- desert island or something and she's sleeping Aye. and he says to her, wake up sleepyhead. Mate, I jumped out my chair. <laughs> <laughs> thought he was talking to me. Like, Sorry, Tom. <laughs> and the, pers- <laughs> the person next to me was killing herself laughing. Did the highlight of the film. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, but- <laughs> don't ever watch it. No, it's dreadful. Well, it's, you've and it's his, your worst film of the year. It's I'm his biggest bomb in, in years. Aye, well, that's, I came in through a wee, a wee phrasing. Aye, I did. Absolute shadows <laughs> for the Church of Scientology. <laughs> just to raise money for the Although I'm a fan of the series, my worst one for 2010 is Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1. Oof. Or as I like to call it, Harry Potter goes for a walk in the woods for three hours. <laughs> it's garbage, man. Absolutely garbage. So much so that I can't really remember much about it Aye. because I've never watched it again. But you, you're a bigger Harry Potter fan than I am. Aye. And I, I like it as well, but... Um, I love the first three films, Aye. and I love the last two books. The only two books I wrote, uh, actually read of the Harry Potter, and they're both amazing. And I'm the same. I, I I thought the last three films were terrible. I liked um, the first four movies. Right. Um, I liked uh, my favourite one actually is the Goblet of Fire. Um, but that obviously wasn't in this decade but no, no. that would have probably been my favourite movie right? I did look up the other movies that came out that year but um, definitely this, this particular film that was crap honestly it was so bad it really is there's no redeeming qualities about it whatsoever there's not even like a standout performance or anything no and it, it just kind of the whole it, you could tell that they were just trying to make money out of having two separate movies because Aye. See, if they'd have just filmed that one book over three hours, it would have been an absolute belter. Mm-hmm. But they, they ruined it by just, again, the cash grab, making, making two movies out of the one book. If any of the movies deserve to be... Uh, sorry, if any of the books deserve to be two movies, I would say it would have been The, um, the Goblet of Fire. Right, okay, aye. Yep, aye, aye. One movie set out of that. Um, but anyway... Hi, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1. I might get some pelters for that after uh, some big Harry Potter fans, but I just thought it was dreadful. And as we're saying, there's obviously been worse films released that year, but, uh, but for uh, us going to the pictures and wanting to see a good film and then being disappointed by it, uh, we're going to pick them. No doubt about it. I mean, then A Nightmare on Elm Street that year, that was a remake yet. It's garbage, <laughs> right? But... Because I was in the cinema watching a Nightmare on Elm Street movie, I loved it. Ah, right, fair enough, aye. So it was like, it was a good experience for me. I'd only ever seen one of them in the cinema before, and it was uh, Freddy vs. Jason. Oh, aye. So this one was more a, a standalone Freddy movie, so I, I kind of preferred that. 
Um, but we'll move on to 2011. Um, some absolute crackers this year, 2011. The, the ones that never made my top my top list that I thought were absolutely brilliant was Limitless, um, Bridesmaids was good, Super 8, have you seen that? Great film, I right. enjoyed that. I watched that on holiday one year, um, really enjoyed it. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2, which was pretty good, right. to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> the, the Help member. I love that you, film. Was it you that told me to watch it or me that told you to watch it? I think my mum told me to watch it. But... Uh, you must have told me to watch uh, it because I, I loved that film. It was. It nearly got my, my best film for that uh, year. Uh, aye, aye. aye. Um, 50 50, which was. Brilliant. Um, that was uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt and, uh, and uh, Seth Rogen. That's a great film. Aye, fantastic film. A more serious movie. Aye, but the supporting thing. cast are great as well. Uh, Anna Kendrick and mm-hmm. Jessica Houston, his mum. She's brilliant in it. Aye, it's magic. Ah, that's a great film. Um, and The Raid. Have you seen The Raid? Ah, that's a great film as well. What a film that is. Aye. Um, I actually forgot when I was writing up the list, I missed The Raid for 2011. And I seen uh, the sequel later on in the decade. And I was like, right, where's The Raid? And... I went back and that would have made my top one if these other two movies which they're, they're, I couldn't pick between them right. I genuinely couldn't pick between them one of them's mine as well isn't it um, did we go and see it together aye aye <laughs> um, right, so I'll say that my favourite movie of 2011 was Warrior Right. Which was a, a film with Tom Hardy in it about uh, two brothers aye. who are One's an MMA fighter and one of them comes out of jail and gets into MMA and they both are really, no sorry, one gets out of the army, sorry, right. and uh, and what starts MMA fighting and they both become really successful at it and it, they have a fallout, a huge fallout. Um, again, what you're saying previously about uh, the supporting cast on, on some of the movies, the supporting cast on... Uh, Warrior was absolutely Aye. outstanding, really, really good. Um, and the other one in the last year that, sorry, and my best, my joint best movie, a two thousand eleven, the one that we went to see. Well, obviously, I want you to speak about it just now, Keezy, but it's Moneyball. Aye, brilliant film. Um, based on the book by Michael Lewis, mm-hmm. and it was somebody was telling me to read it and. It's about baseball. I was like, I don't know. I don't really like it that much. But he says no. They've looked at baseball a completely different way for everybody else, and and look, they get this team to start going on a winning streak and all that. And and they, I loved the book. The book's amazing. And I was and then, but the film didn't let me down. I thought it was great. There's so many. This has been so influential throughout all our sports. Aye. This guy's system, and um, he was the first one really to put the. Like take the stats into account. Aye. Um, or different stats. Mm-hmm. He said that the, the stats that baseball looked at had had no relevance anymore. Aye. And he looked at different different things. and. He brought in the players that maybe weren't as fashionable. Aye. But were good, solid players and had good stats. They always got to first base at least, mm-hmm. which gives you a fighting chance. Exactly. Um, so... Uh, like that, that then that bled into other sports. Like I was saying, you see it a lot in football. Like Aye. teams like who maybe aren't bringing in as much money through TV rights and stuff like that. Um, they're now buying players to then sell on, and it's the moneyball effect. They're trying to make more money off these players. And Definitely. That Brad Pitt is excellent in this. Film. Oh, he's brilliant. Um, Jonah Hill is outstanding Aye. as well. Both yeah. got nominated for Oscars. Mm-hmm. Um. Excellent. Some some of the scenes are. It's really funny as well. I love the old the old school scouts Aye. talking about guys like. Nah, you don't want to pick this guy. I've I've seen his girlfriend. She's a six at best. <laughs> that means he's got low confidence. <laughs> Bad pitch sitting there like. Low I'm not looking for Fabio. Like, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> Fabio, that well known. <laughs> outfieldman. Yeah. Um, but I don't baseball positions so. <laughs> oh, no, really. right, um, so that was your favourite of the year as well Moneyball aye aye because it, it lived up to the book um, it's not by the way not often you get that no. not often you get that I mean uh, 
Reflect that. No. I suppose that this this is this was a book based on real life though, so it was probably I, easier I to get it right. I, but I plus, um, Moneyball worked in real life because the Red Sox won. won the, no, they didn't win the pennant. They, they lost it. I know the the team the the Oakland Athletics, which Moneyball's about, Aye. didn't win it. But the other guy went on to go to the Red, Red Sox, Sox and they did win it. And they won it, I think, four times since since they've done it. Aye. And they hadn't won it like fifty years before that. Aye. Okay, well, baseball's crap anyway. <laughs> I forget about that, you're right. <laughs> right, so, um, my worst movie of 2011, again, it's a draw here. Um, I've seen the both of these in the cinema, and it's time and money that I'm never going to get back. Um, it's The first one is Drive, which... Right. I absolutely hated. So did I, actually. Everybody raves about this movie. I know. And do you want to know why they rave about it? Because they want to pretend <laughs> some sort of smart arse intellectual. Right? It's crap. It's we and since we started this podcast, uh what about how long we've been doing this? About fifteen minutes now, this episode. Aye, sixteen minutes. Right, sixteen minutes. We've spoke more than there is in that whole film. <laughs> right, see, if I, see if I want to see a silent movie, I'll go and watch a Charlie Chaplin film. <laughs> See if I was sitting at a restaurant table and somebody came over and sat next to me and just looked at me and never spoke for about five minutes, I'd stick my thumb <laughs> on his throat. Do you know what I mean? I, that's what I said about it. Like, do these characters, like, do they not talk to each other? What's, know, what is going on here? Have they not been given a script? Maybe it's like, maybe they're uh, conversing through <laughs> the power of their minds or something. Aye. I don't know. It's just absolute Some... art house Aye, aye. Up its own ass. You know what? I said on I said to um, on Twitter once. I said, "Drive is a film for four intellectuals, right?" And Jimmy Havoc sent me a private message. He says, "I'm highly offended by what you've just said. There, Drive's one of my favourite movies, and I've never been accused of being an intellectual in my life." <laughs> <laughs> so it's. Uh, you know, people don't fall on the fence with this movie. You either love it or you hate Aye. it. Um, my other one, again, went to the cinema. There is a fantastic scene in this movie, but overall the film is garbage and it's the grey. Oh, I've never seen it. It's so bad, so, so bad, honestly. <laughs> right. I, I can't even put any words. The plane crash at the start of the movie is one of the most realistic things I've ever seen in my life, and right. it's terrifying. Right, and you know me, I'm not <laughs> the best of things, Keezy. Um, but this is so, so bad, honestly. The, uh, the story is that, they, I think it's, I'm not sure if it's based on a true story or something like that, right? But it's a plane crash in the mountains, and um, I think it's like the mountains in Russia or something like that. And uh, he survives, everybody else is pretty much dead, but he starts getting hunted off a pack of wolves, right? Right. Exactly. I, see oh, if you no. can see his face. No wonder here. I've not seen it. It's utter <laughs> So, so bad. And again, if somebody wants to try and defend this movie, I'll gladly listen to what you've got to say. But that, again, another one we know the demon features. And it's just William Neeson when he was coming off the back he taken. And Aye. <laughs> he played the same character in all <laughs> occasions. You know? You're a wolf. But I'm a nightmare for a wolf like you. And if you come at me, I'm going to smash up these miniature bottles, put them between my knuckles, and I'm going to punch you right in your wolf face. Please tell me that made the film. <laughs> not, not, that, not that speech, but he did genuinely. He found miniatures on the plane, smashed them up, taped them in between his knuckles, and then he runs towards the wolf, and the wolf runs towards him, and the movie fucking finishes. Oh my god. You don't god. see what happens. Right, I'm sorry if you've not seen it. Right, I'm sorry <laughs> for ruining the ending if you've not seen it, right? But that's what you're dealing with here with this movie, so I've saved you. I have two and a half hours. Oh, I'll never ever watch that. <laughs> it's, oh, it's dug me. <laughs> right, what, what is your watch? Mine's one? is maybe controversial. Oh, I probably sound like a bore saying I hate this film, but God, I hate it. Hangover 2. I loved the first one, but I hate this. I hated the second one. It made me no longer like the characters that were involved in it. I think they became 
dicks. No, they became caricatures of the characters that they were in the first. Aye, maybe, the first, but hang, the first Hangover was a fresh. Aye, a fresh like comedy movie. It's a great really laugh. Seen... We all went to the pictures this year. Had a brilliant time. Yeah. Then we went out yeah, after I it. Went out after it because we enjoyed that. So <laughs> I'm not going to the pub. Ended up pissed. Sell a tape someday to the Raphael Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can understand why you're saying that, mate. I think the Hangover 2 and the Hangover 3 were terrible. Well, I've never even brought myself to watch the third one. No. Um, I hated the old... The, the other guy that joined them, was it Teddy? Was like, the brother? Aye, uh, the brother, the future brother-in-law or whatever. And he's like a... Uh, like a... Classical musician. And he loses a finger and they just like, brush it off his arc, you know. Uh, <laughs> Bangkok, yeah. Uh, uh, what are you going to do? Like, what? Uh, the, the guy's oh, career's over. I mean, would it turn out that he didn't need that finger for the for to play the instrument or oh, something? Probably, aye. Oh, nah, but I'm I'm sure people love it, but I, I absolutely hated it. Tripe. Oh. <laughs> it was just the same film again, only it wasn't as funny and, and it was more insulting. And what they done is they get more of the uh, uh, Ken Jeong's character. Aye, aye. And yet because his character proved so popular, the first one. They've shoehorned him into the second and one. And kind of ruined his character exactly. as well. Or, or you're just so happened to be in Bangkok <laughs> at the same time as him and run into him in Bangkok. <laughs> There's a, bit, a billion people living in Bangkok and you've managed to bump into this guy that you had dealings with last year. Yeah. <laughs> what a crap. <laughs> Aye, but um, no, I, I fully agree with you there, mate. Um, it's just not as bad as Driver, the grey. Uh, no, fair <laughs> enough. It doesn't sound as bad as the grey, you know. The grey is so bad. <laughs> Aye. Right, so 2012 again, some belters. Um, this was the first year of the, the Marvel Avengers movies. Um, right. Where Dread, which was a bit of a rip off of the raid. Right. Um, that was a Judge Dread movie. Oh, aye, with the guy so, out of Star Trek yeah. in it, is Judge Dread. Aye, uh, I don't know, maybe. Who knows? I've never seen these Carol Urban, can you think Carol of his Urban. name? Yeah. This one made me watch a James Bond movie. I watched Skyfall the other night because of this. Um, oh, that was released this year, wasn't I, it? Uh, and 2012. You know what? I enjoyed it. I liked it. And because of that, I'm going to go and see the next one. So, um, James then, Bond daft these days. Oh, James Bond out my nut. Wife of Pie, me and you went to see that, didn't we? Great film. Um, and my favourite from that whole year was... Again, I couldn't separate the two of them. I promised that I wouldn't do this, but these two are definitely up there. Um, Django Unchained, which is Tarantino's uh, movie with, uh, obviously, Samuel L. Jackson, because he's in every single film ever. Uh, it's Jamie Foxx plays Aye. Django, and you've got Christoph Waltz, who is Brilliant. amazing Aye. in this film. Uh, this, this was the first time I'd really seen Christoph Waltz in a and I, I came out here raving about him. I, he... Everybody in this film is exceptional. With it's DiCaprio a, as well. DiCaprio's Brilliant. character, well, DiCaprio's character, um, obviously he's a slave trader, guy who, there's a scene in that movie, I don't know if you know this, I think it's pretty common knowledge, but if you don't, it's quite a cool story. Do you remember the scene where he does that and he bangs the table? Right? What? He was holding the glass at the time. Right. And he banged the table and the glass shattered in his hand. Right? And he kept on acting through it, right? And the blood was pissing out. And it, see if you go back and watch that movie again and watch that scene. It gives you, it gives you a whole new, like for the character. Aye. I holy crap. And they man, kept it all in. Aye. It's a badging. <laughs> one of the ones. So, um, Django Unchained is was my joint favourite movie of this year, along with the Silver Linings Playbook. Which is mine as well. Is that your favourite? Aye, as that's well, mine. Aye. Right? See the main cast of characters in this movie, what a what a performance they put on. Brilliant. Uh, Bradley Cooper is excellent. Um, Jennifer Lawrence is incredible. She won the Oscar for it. She, uh, she did. did Bradley Cooper get nominated? He got nominated. I think in her year he might have had a chance. Who got it this year? Daniel Day Lewis is Abraham Lincoln. Uh, Louis. <laughs> Louis. As soon as I seen the trailer, I was like, oh, wonder what he's getting. <laughs> <laughs> Something that mad to me. Daniel Day Lewis is playing Lincoln. I say, is Daniel Day Lewis is winning the Oscar for what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Aye. And De Niro get nominated as well for this film. Aye. Aye, best well, supporting. Best supporting actor. De Niro's had a few crackers over the last few years. Aye. And you don't realise it because he's had a few absolute honkers. Oh, aye. Him, but he's fantastic in this. So that was your favourite as well, Silver Linus Playbook? Aye. Maybe uh, talk a wee bit more about it then. I mean, it's a movie, obviously, it's about um, mental health. Aye. It's, ba- it's based around... He's just health. released from a... Uh, institution. Institution, yeah. aye. And, uh, he split up with his wife. Mm-hmm. And he gets introduced to... To Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence through a... A, a mutual friend. Pa- aye, aye. She's his pal's wife's sister. Sister, that's it. Aye. Aye. And uh, it's just... Uh, like Jennifer Lawrence is trying to learn to dance and and she kind of coaxes him into... Aye, because she's got a way of contacting his ex-wife or... Aye, it's what it is. giving her a note, and she's like, I'll, I'll give her the note if you... Be my partner. Aye, dance partner with me. It's a good... It's a... For, it's kind of a, like a rom-com, but it's a drama. And it's got, like, the NFL side of it as well. Aye, that's right. Because De Niro's yeah. Philadelphia Eagles daft. He's bonkers and everything. He goes into the house. You've got to be wearing your jumper necessarily. <laughs> Where's my scarf? It's <laughs> 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 my dad now. Oh. Mate, my dad sits in the house with a scarf on watching the football. <laughs> <laughs> I think my dad... Maybe my dad's turning into Robert De Niro. That'd be pretty good. I've got kind of superstitions behind now with, with, with football and that. Seriously? Me and my dad always sit in the same seats and... Why are you wearing that jumper for? We get beat the last time you wore that and <laughs> things like that. Crazy things like that. Aye, well that's that's De Niro's character. Aye, which I, I could relate to it so much. It was he was brilliant. Yeah, uh, Chris Tucker's in this movie, no. So he is. Aye, um, big Chris. <laughs> aye, aye, big Chris. Aye. Again, an, another one that you don't expect to see in like a drama movie. Aye, well, he's just, he's good in it. Aye, he's well, he, the last time I seen Chris Tucker in anything, it was his Netflix special, and I turned it off. Nah, but dreadful. Nah, I wouldn't even watch it. Um, aye, go back to the, the Bradley Cooper on this. At the start, you're not rooting for him, but that's the whole yeah, point. I think. Bradley Cooper, I'm sorry, I wrote for him. Oh, fair enough. On the screen, I love the guy. <laughs> but no, I understand what you're saying. He comes across as a complete dick. But that's that's the whole point, and then you're rooting for him, and the chemistry between him and Jennifer Lawrence is off the charts. Well, you know what it's like with. With Lady Gaga and all the guys. Oh, aye. The guy's just a magnetic guy. Oh, aye. She's the sort of guy that walks into a room and immediately every single piece of underwear elastic snaps goes <laughs> right to the ground. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's the guys and all. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're me, I, I love Bradley Cooper. I think he's fantastic. Maybe people haven't seen this one because of what it's about. Maybe, it's, but it's, do you know, it doesn't paint it in a bad light. It puts a positive spin on it. Aye. And obviously I know that mental health isn't a positive, well, uh, no. mental health issues aren't a positive thing, but... It's, I don't know if the dancing's might put people off or anything like that, but it's I it's have no idea brilliant. what it's about. No. Now, me and my mate, uh, Moz, we used to, whenever the, the Oscar-nominated movies were released, like, they would tell you what was coming, we would, we would watch them all, and then we would say to each other, right, well, I think this one's going to win it, and I think this one's going to win it, and the both years that year said Silver Linings Playbook. And it's. Did it win it? Won Best Picture? Aye. No. No, what won it, Argo? No, it never won it either. Argo. I can't even think of it there. Argo won Best Picture. Have you seen it? Aye, it's Argo good. It is good. It's, I think this is better, though. Civil Lane's Playbook's better. Um, so, what was your worst movie in uh, 2012 then? Um, mine's was Transformers 3 or Transformers Dark Side of the Moon. Oh, right. oh my god. Pink Floyd edition. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that something it was called something like that, but oh my that movie, that movie made me ill. Made Sitting in there for th- like three hours with just things come flying at me and Are you watching 3D? I was in three D as well and uh, felt like I'd been in there for a fortnight just getting battered. <laughs> Honestly it I, is I stopped watching them. After the first one, however, um, the most recent one, the one about uh, Transformers, the the, the, the Bumblebee night, one. No, oh no, the one before that. Um, a couple of my mates were actually in the movie, so. All oh, right, okay. I watched it. Point you missed them. They're still. <laughs> hey, they're still, they're still in a Transformers right. movie, and they're, they're actually in the credits. They're named Are in we? the credits, so. Oh, great stuff. Um, you can't really take that away from them. You know uh, but, I mean? but this film's got John Malkovich and Francis Mc. Dormund's in it for some bloody reason. This is McDormand. Uh, this is the one that Megan Fox wasn't in. 
Did they replace her by Rosie Huntington Whiteley? Aye, uh, but some of the reviews was, came in and said uh, <laughs> Rosie Huntington Whiteley's pulled off a miracle by making Megan Fox look like Meryl Streep. <laughs> <laughs> Just put a picture of Megan Fox on the screen for all of us. Just <laughs> yeah. look at it. <laughs> me too. Anyway, so <laughs> what else? Have we, uh, well, I've got my worst one, which right. is going to. People are going to shout at me for this one. <laughs> um, the Dark Knight Rises. Oof. You're saying oof. Oh, but I agree with you. Do you remember when we were sitting in the I am sat next to you watching it. Huh? What did I say? You're halfway through the movie. You know, you just you turn, you you stood up, turned round, and just put the old thumbs down at me. <laughs> <laughs> and then about ten, fifteen minutes later, all I heard the uh, Bane was on the screen, and all I heard was you saying, "I can't understand a bastard what he's saying." <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I've got a, I've got a newfound respect for the Bane performance in this movie. But right. see the movie overall, it is so so poor. Right, explain <laughs> this to me, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna say a few things here about this movie. Right? Aye. One, Batman breaks his back, Aye. right? And wakes up in a prison in Mexico. <laughs> right? Or whatever. Aye, aye. How did they get him there? Right? Doesn't matter, he's there. <laughs> so he wakes up and he manages to climb out of this prison having a broken back. Climbing out of a big fucking well, right? <laughs> Climbs out with his bare hands while he's got a broken back, right? So he manages to get out, he's got no money, he's standing wearing a pair of trousers and nothing else. Aye. And in the next scene, he's back in Gotham City. How did he get there? <laughs> he's got no way of contacting uh, Ocious Fox or Alfred. Uh-oh. He doesn't know where he is for a start, right? He's got He's Bruce Wayne, he's got all the money in the world, but he has no physical funds on him or anything like that. He's got no way of proving who he is because he's got no idea or anything like that on him. How does he get through customs and how does he get back to, to Gotham City? <laughs> right. Then, when he gets back to Gotham City, he manages to have the time to pour petrol all over a building and then set it in fire to make the bat sign before he goes to stop a nuclear weapon which is ticking down <laughs> before he actually escapes from Mexico. Right, so he manages to get from Mexico to Gotham <laughs> City in about, what, half an hour or something like that, <laughs> with, all those, with all those problems. Aye. Right, after that he then manages to commandeer the nuclear weapon, fly out about a mile, about a mile, it's a nuclear bomb, bear in mind, right, but he flies out off of Gotham City, into the, like, out into the sea, Aye. about a mile, and it explodes. There's no nuclear fallout. <laughs> Amazingly, he's managed to survive the explosion of a nuclear blast. Right? <laughs> the whole city has survived the explosion <laughs> of a nuclear blast. And nobody has bothered to mention that this is all completely impossible. Now, I know what you're going to say. It's a comic book movie, but come on. But it there's a comic a... book movie that was built on realism in exactly. the first two films. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. People, I hated it as well. People who say that The Dark Knight Rises is the best one out of the three are people that shouldn't be allowed on their pictures. Ah, I, I agree with you. It's, it's a terrible movie. In fact, I'm going to go as far as to say is that's my worst movie of the entire decade. Oof. I hate it. It's crap. I I've never watched it again since. I've, see, I tried to watch it again purely because sometimes I watch something once and I go, "That's crap." Like the Lord of the Rings movies. I watched the first time I watched the first one. So like, that's crap. And I never bothered with it again. And then Aye. I went back to it and I watched them. And now I love the films. Aye. So I tried again to watch The Dark Knight Rises, and I just it's it is one big long continuity. Disaster. Disaster. I don't care if it's a comic book movie, it is utter, utter tripe. <laughs> utter tripe. I agree with you. I... Right, so anyway, sorry about that. No, that's the, 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 that's why they're the worst movies, because we're going like, oh, this is going to be brilliant. Tom Hardy, great actor. Joseph Gordon-Levitt's in it, that'll be great. Can he wait, brilliant. And it's just rotten. That's another thing. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, right, they've just completely scrapped the entire Robin backstory. 
when I was in I, was at, I went over to Australia for three weeks and one of the days I was supposed to go to see well I was going to see Springsteen at night and I was like I can't be bothered doing anything during the day you like Springsteen? <laughs> I'm going to go to the pictures during the day because I can't be bothered doing anything else and it was Wolf of Wall Street we went to see Aye. and the very first scene I'm at she looks like Dorothy Neighbours and it turns out it was her Margot Robbie yeah, I spotted her right away. Was like, that's done if he neighbours. Let's get on here. I can't believe there's still watched Neighbours in 2004. <laughs> <laughs> no, I stopped watching when she left it. <laughs> <laughs> you started watching her <laughs> 15 yards behind. <laughs> there's a Donovan neighbours. <laughs> Marco Robbie's went on to have a, obviously a, a massive career. 
Oh, uh, definitely. Was this really a first, a first role? And this was a, a breakout film, aye, definitely, aye. That's even, oh my God. <laughs> right, I, I, I went on the Neighbours tour a, a, a bit, maybe a week later in Melbourne, and the guy, the guy mentioned it right away in the uh, tour. Have you seen Wolf of Wall Street yet? <laughs> Was a guy from Germany? Get out, Cobbers! I don't know if any of you will see him, but my mate named Donna used to live in 24 Ramsey Street. <laughs> uh, no, but it's the, the overall movie is just. Ah, I agree. And even though he has a pure chancer, you, you, you root for him. Ah, oh, you're, 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 you're bad. It's a bad article, but. Um, right. So what was your favourite in this year? So my favourite was maybe one that's maybe people don't know about it, but I thought I'd, uh, I'd fight his corner. It's a film called Kings of Summer. Have Never you ever seen? No? no. So the only reason I heard of it is because it's uh, Nick Offerman that is in it, and he plays Ron Swanson in Parts and Recreation, which is my favourite TV show ever. Um, so I watched it because of that, but it's about um, two. I think they're maybe 16-year-old, second year of co- uh, college. So maybe a wee bit older than that. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I think they're 16, 17-ish. Yeah. Uh, they're sick of like, family life. Their parents are doing their head in. And, and they come, one of them comes up with this ridiculous plan of building a house in the woods. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's like this other wee guy just... Appears and follows them about, and they kind of get rid of him. That's what happened with me. So that's So there's the three of them, and they like they try and build a house, and like they're gonna be for home, and it's so it's kind of like yeah, uh, it's a wee bit like um, Stand by Me, the teenage I films like that. Yeah, uh, Kings of Summer, and it's it's hilarious. The 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 pattern is brilliant, and it, I watched it again recently just to make sure it was still good, Aye. and I loved it again. I'm it's great. Um, so the beat. Aye, so the guy plays Ron Swanson, Parks and Recreation, so and you it's watched the, that again because you were going to go and see him live. Is that what happened? Ah, uh, well, pretty much. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> and so the wee guy for Jurassic World, but the oh, older one. <laughs> <laughs> so he's one of the guys that's in it. By the way, he's another one that's really. Can I take that? Is it, is it Robinson his name is? He's Nick a, Robinson? He's been on a few things since Jurassic World. So right. He's, uh, he's, he's, pretty, he's a pretty good actor. He's brilliant in this. Um, so, I'm, I'm going to watch that, uh, The Kings of Summer. So, um, we'll go for my worst one. You might go for your worst one first, in fact. No, <laughs> this no, this no, is my rant time, but yeah, you'll yeah, be ranting yeah. as well, don't worry. Alright, let's go. Let's go for <laughs> so, I did say I was never going to Acknowledge its existence. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I left that half my last story again. I left that half the last story again. Purely because of it. I have to. Uh, oh, I bet so we have to. I know you thought you were in a bad mood after Dark Knight Rises, but here we go. A good day to die hard. Use bastards. <laughs> <laughs> this was not a die hard movie. No. This is a movie that they had written and they've went, do you know what we'll do? We'll call the main character John McLean. Aye. It's the most insulting film that's ever been made. <sighs> My skin's getting itchy. <laughs> he goes over to Moscow he, oh, and he keeps saying that he's on vacation and that's the big joke. Oh, I'm on vacation. No, you're not. You're in Moscow to find your son. Exactly. Yeah. If he get dementia, has he get Alzheimer's or... Who knows? But I'll tell you something. I wish I had it because maybe I'd forget that pile of shit. He kills more innocent bystanders than the bad guys could. The bad guys could ever dream of. I know. Actually, we need. I need to watch that back because I'm going to watch it as him being the the antagonist. Right. Because that's what I'm going to watch it as him being the antagonist. You remember when they were talking about doing the Russell Crowe? Robin Hood movie Aye. and the original premise for it was he was the Sheriff of Nottingham yep. and the Sheriff of Nottingham was a good guy Aye. and Robin Hood was a bad guy Aye, when are we getting that film that I, sounds brilliant know, but they done that with Die Hard <laughs> and it's shame so I don't like that film anymore <laughs> they didn't mean they weren't trying to do it though 
Die Hard? Die Floppy? <laughs> <laughs> right, this, this, oh, it's an R-rated Die Hard, the first one since the, the since original. So everybody's like, oh, brilliant, this will be... The only reason it was that... Uh, I made mean, uh, R-rated movies because he said fucking it five times or something. Aye, probably. That's why would I get an R-rated. It wasn't because there's, of the violence. There's a scene in the, the trailer with the, the, ba- the, the one of the, the baddies and it's the, the, the hot bird. Aye. And in the trailer you exactly. see her. Hang me O. Something O on them is. Oh no, it's Maggie Q. Or she, was in Di- she, was in <laughs> <laughs> she was in Die Hard 4. This one oh, is a, it's a Russian lassie. Oh, aye. But there's a scene where like, she's like, I think she's infiltrating a a building or something, mm-hmm. and you see her taking her, she, she comes off the motorbike mm-hmm. and strips off into her underwear and changes, right? Mm-hmm. So that's in the trailer. Uh-huh. We know it was filmed. We know that it exists. Mm-hmm. Get cut for the film. She, zi- she zips down to just uh, above her chest, and it cuts away. And that was about three minutes into the film, and I went, oh my God, this film's going to be absolutely terrible. Have you seen a film called uh, Good Boys? Good Boys, no. recently. Seth Rogen was in the trailer for the movie and he wasn't in the film. <laughs> Talk about trying to bring the oh puzzles in. Oh my god. I mean, I wasn't in the pictures just to see her stripping off. I'll but... tell you what, I was in the pictures first and foremost <laughs> to see my big pal John McLean Aye. on one more, one more rampage. Aye. But seeing her in the scud would have been a nice, a nice bonus. <laughs> You know, I mean, what's the point of an R-rated movie if you can't get a back to your If you can't get that, that exactly scene. because oh. of that extra fuck. That's what it is. Probably, and then remember at the end of the film, so they've just come back from Moscow after blowing it up, right. and they meet Lucy McLean at the airport, right. and look, it's short for a distance, so you can't hear them speaking, but it clearly sees her telling them a story. Right. Well, what's she been doing that week that's more, more, more important than them blowing up half a bloody maybe, richer? Maybe she was like, ah, listen, I've got some, some real bad news. <laughs> uh, you know, Holly Gennaro. <laughs> she dead. <laughs> uh, well, she, Holly Gennaro wishes she was dead now. Oh, my to this. The shadow of his fault. She had the right idea. How can... It, I see a film that makes us hate John McLean. How how hard is it to make a die-hard film that me and you would like? All you need is a building. (laughs) That's all you need. A building and a... Die-hard 4 had its complaints and that. It was too far too unrealistic. But it was still John McLean giving brilliant lines and kicking ass. This is just... This is John McLean. It seems as if... Remember what I said to you before? He's, He's... Fallen on hard times, Bruce Willis. He's lifted the phone, somebody's going, ah, listen, we've got a film, we're going to send you to Russia, right, and you're looking for your long-lost son. Aye. Oh, no, I, I don't know about that. Uh, uh, you're John McLean, and I am your man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you know, we, it doesn't matter. See, if you put, even after that, if you put Die Hard on a, on a poster... I'm going to the pictures to see it. Oh, definitely, you aye. Know what I mean? They've so, scrapped it, they're, they're not making another one. They originally were going to make, it was going to be like a, a prequel? Aye. It was going to be like a low budget. Uh, like he was going to be like telling the story as an old man and looking back on his career and then we're going to get somebody else to play a young John McLean. I don't want that either. I know. I don't want that. <laughs> just remake Die Hard. <laughs> Look at the Irishman. Just, just make John McLean younger looking with your computer. Aye. No, I mean, I don't well, I'm quite happy with that. I can't, ha- I can't have this film being the last Die Hard. The, the last film with John McLean in it. Well, yeah, that's it, mate. Unless Sylvester Stallone makes him fight Rocky in a movie, <laughs> you're, you're dubbed. Oh. It's all over, mate. It's all over. You just need to get used to that. I'm sorry. No, I'm in a bad mood. That's it. Well, just you wait till I tell you my worst one for this year. <laughs> right. Now, watch your first one, and it's funny as hell. Yeah. It, it made an iconic character. In fact, it made an iconic group of characters. Right. And a lot of people don't like Will Ferrell, but Anchorman is hilarious. Right? Okay. Anchorman 2 <laughs> is easily on a par with Dumb and Dumber 2. Oh, God. It's so bad. Aye. So bad. It, again, what you said, it's just the same movie over again. But they've... I don't know how they've managed it. They've made they've made a, an already ridiculous comedy that worked far too ridiculous, and it just it, to be honest with you, I, I like to hold movies on their own. Like, but 
when I watch Anchorman now, I, I remember Anchorman too. Oh, it affects and, your uh, enjoyment uh, of the first actually one? Actually, it affects my enjoyment of the oh. first movie. That's how bad Anchorman 2 is. It's so bad. So I've not seen it. You know, I, I've seen Anchorman and enjoyed it. Anchorman's, Anchorman's probably one of Ferrell's best ones, but over the piece, it's just Anchorman 2 actually, how bad it is overshadows how good Anchorman was. Oh, God. <laughs> That's how bad it is. That's the worst thing a film could do. Exactly. I know. I mean, like Aliens was better than Alien for me. Right. Godfather 2 was better than Godfather for me. But even like with, with just a rants about like Die Hard Five, it's never going to ruin my enjoyment of the first four. Uh, I know, but I, it's just it made me just hate, angers me. But it made me hate the characters, and see when I went back to watch the characters in the other movie, I still right, hated okay. them because of Anchorman Two. It's just so stupid. It's it's so beyond. It it's an it's it insults your intelligence. That's how bad this movie is. <sighs> You know, and I don't have a lot of intelligence at the best of times. <laughs> but, um, it's something that makes me feel really, really bad. Um, but we'll move on now to 2014. Um, 2014 had some absolute belters, mate. There was, have you seen Whiplash? Uh, oh, great film. Aye. Um, again, it's got J.K. Simmons in it, who I love, but it's got Miles Teller, who I don't like, who I thought was absolutely outstanding. Oh, he's film. good in this, aye. Really, really good. Um, Foxcatcher. Um, it follows. You'll know I've seen that. It was a horror movie. A very good horror movie. Um, the Equaliser. Um, the Drop, which was uh, the, last, the last movie that, um, that James Gandolfini done aye. before he passed away. Um, uh, one of my favourite actors, obviously. I'm a huge Sopranos fan, but also Tom Hardy as well. Aye, that's um, a good film. It's a, it's a great story, actually. It's like a kind of mafia, gangster kind of story. Um, Kingsman, which I love the Kingsman movies. So they are. They're bonkers, but they don't pretend to be anything else. No. You know what I mean? They don't pretend to be any highbrow stuff. Really looking forward to a new one um, coming out soon. Um, John Wick came out this year. Um, what else did we have this year? We had um, 22 Jump Street. We had Dumb uh, and Dumb Does that make your worst one? No. Um, no. We would do the worst ones first because we're ending in this bit, so we're ending a high, don't we? Okay, so my worst one of 2014 is a film that I haven't seen. I only want to talk about it purely because I thought it was a guy walking through Glasgow looking for prostitutes. (laughs) Now, you tell me what you would have thought of when you heard the name of this movie (laughs) Finding Fanny. (laughs) My New Year's resolution? <laughs> if I'm going to be honest with you, I think my worst film of that year is uh, Dumb and Dumber 2. Uh, we spoke about it before, though, so I don't really know anything more about it. Nah. Um, mine's, mine's was a film called Into the Woods. So it's a Disney movie based on um, what we had Riding Hood, Cinderella, Rapunzel, Jack the Beanstalk. Mm-hmm. It stars Meryl Streep, Anna Kendrick, Chris Pine, Johnny Depp, Emily Blunt. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to love this film. Oh my god, it's awful. What a cast. I know. It's based on a, like, an old musical or something, and into the woods we go, into the woods, or some crap like that, and every character, every actor in it annoys the hell out of me. Right. Apart from Meryl Streep, who got nominated for an Oscar, because she's Meryl Streep, I think. I think that comes in our contract. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I love Chris Pine, but this film is so annoying. Every character's annoying. I just hate, I just hate the damn thing. Uh, it was off after half an hour. Aye. Was a, I thought it was. I thought I was going to love it, and oh. You usually like stuff. Yeah, stupid things like that. I know. Maybe went to see Rock of Ages. Jesus God, what were we I loved that film. Gonna take a little time. Shut up, Sing Danger <laughs> so, um, my my favourite movie of 2014 was Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, great choice. I loved it. I loved that film. Um, I love that. I love the sequel. The soundtrack to this movie is oh, phenomenal. There we go, phenomenal. It's, <laughs> stuck in just before we end. Um, just, again, you know, obviously I'm a huge wrestling fan. 
seeing Big Batista on the screen and actually him being good was a huge bonus for me when I was watching this. Ah, he's brilliant in it. He's, I think he steals the movie. <laughs> ah, his, his performance is outstanding. Bradley Cooper in this one as well. Oh, of um, course, I. Uh, voice of uh, Rocket Raccoon. Yep. Um, tell me a story, right? You see, about a year and a half before this movie got made, I got a phone call from my casting agency and they said, Right, we, we've got a, an audition for you. Uh, you need to go down to London for it. It's, uh, we can't tell you what the name of the movie is, but we need we can tell you that it's uh, in a different galaxy. And straight okay. away, I thought Star Wars. As soon as you hear a different galaxy, so I've organised my travel and everything to go down to London. And um, I get the phone call. Oh, listen, your audition's been cancelled. Uh, the role that we were casting for has been filled by Bradley Cooper. <laughs> and I went, what the hell am I auditioning for something that Bradley Cooper got? It's not as if you look at the two and say, oh, they must be brothers. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, now that down to two. So I found, I found out later on that the role was for uh, Rocket Raccoon and Guardians uh-huh. of the Galaxy and Bradley Cooper actually went to them and says I'm a huge fan of the, the franchise, um, can I play a role in the movie and boom, they gave him Rocket Raccoon. So technically, as much as I love Bradley Cooper, he could be the reason why I'm not a millionaire right now. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? So, ah, well, listen, it's meant for you not go by, you are. Ah, you're um, right. What about yourself? What's your favourite? So, my favourite film in this year was Big Hero 6. Loved it, mate. <laughs> That's a great film. I loved that. it. I didn't really know. I thought Big Hero 6 was like, it was like a robot that he was the sixth one off a factory liner. Well, I, I, saw my, I, I didn't really, really like this one, but I hadn't seen any of the first five. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if I would get the story. You know I mean? <laughs> no, but, but, um, ah, it's. It's great. Why is it called Big Hero Six? It's because there's the the six in them, right? And that's what the, the, they become Big Hero Six. Oh, right. But Max is just one of them, right? right and okay. like, I don't. I'll be honest. I don't really remember much about it, but I, I remember watching it. I remember me, yeah. me and my boy absolutely loved this. Ah, I mean, it's funny. It's I, I it got me. Uh, got me to twice. Twice. Aye, twice aye. I was greeting it at aye. So, uh, uh, it scores <laughs> a two on the Keezy tier scale. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Baymax is a lovable big character. Just, I know, from start to finish, oh. there's no, he's, he's, no messing about, he's just a great big guy, isn't he? <laughs> I can't believe they've not made a sequel to this, I don't understand well, he that. Well, would think they would have, especially how it ended. Aye. You know what I mean? Um, maybe they will, maybe in the future, Big Hero 7. Aye, maybe, aye. Big Hero 6 too. <laughs> but um, if people were like, Chris's favourite films are not a cartoon, well, I don't care. This film is brilliant. Aye, but like it's got say, everything. It doesn't matter. You're not saying it's the best movie that was released that year. Oh, well, I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is the best film of the decade. The best film of the decade? <laughs> I love it. Wait a minute. I do. Um, anybody that. that hasn't seen it, please watch it. You'll love it. Your kids will love it. Uh, it's fantastic. Put them up for adoption and get some new kids. <laughs> right, so, mate, that brings us to the end of the first half uh, end of, of the decade. That's us, yeah. aye. So, what are you thinking? Um, we, um, aye, let's we'll be doing an actor quiz movie battle. Let's do it. Let's do it. Actor quiz movie battle. And do we not have an announcement to make about the actor quiz movie battle? <laughs> it has been brought to my attention from a good friend and listener, Danny Shepard, that the actor quiz movie battle Bruce Willis episode was a disaster from start to finish, and uh, you said the same film twice before my uh, what was it, boxing Helena disaster. Bruce Willis was in the movie. <laughs> well, that's true. And do you but... know what? I knew it all along. <laughs> what? I knew it all along. Do you know, see the second I said it, I knew it. 
I think I remember seeing a wee look in your face and thinking, I so, like, oh, I wonder why he's looking at me like that. Aye, because you want to know why? Because I would have got away with it if it wasn't for Danny, bloody whatever his name is. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you something else, Danny. If you're listening this week, you're not allowed to listen anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Banned from the podcast. Hey, we yeah. need all the listeners we can get. Oh, we've had more than 20 listens. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need any more Dannys. I just hope Danny didn't listen to it 20 times, actually. <laughs> I think he maybe did. Right. So, but, um, Danny, you better hope I don't cross past you. <laughs> you be going like a house on fire? Ah, yeah, I'll put his house on fire and <laughs> <laughs> tries to bring me down again. <laughs> I don't know how bloody Weinstein felt. <laughs> right, anyway. So it's 3-1 in the Actor Quiz movie battle. So I'm going to tell you this now, Keezy, I've... I've Went for a random actor here and it's come up with Kevin Spacey and we're not doing Kevin Spacey. Right, fair enough. One, because he's a wrong <laughs> and two, because we could be here until next Thursday. With my amnesia. <laughs> I'm with John McLean in a good day to die hard. Hello, on vacation. Kevin Spacey. Let's see, die hard. <laughs> right, anyway, so I'm going to go for a new random actor. And the new random actor that has been generated... Is I don't feel comfortable with this one at all, man. You're going to scud me at this. Clint Eastwood. Oof. I don't know, sometimes you can be overconfident and say a film he's not in. Right, so toss a coin for this one. Toss a coin. Calling it. Heads. Tails. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Let me see that coin. <laughs> <laughs> right, so it's Clint Eastwood movies we're looking for, pal. That he, he acted in. Am I, am I going first here? Right, so are you ready? Uh, aye. Right, so actor quiz movie battle, Clint Eastwood. I will go for the enforcer. Million dollar baby. Unforgiven. <laughs> In the line of fire. The mule. That's the recent one. Uh, trouble with the curve. Every which way but loose. <laughs> Every which way you can. Are we Harry? Aye! I was about to say. I'm going to end Space Cowboys. Firefox was the other one I had. But anyway, Keezy wins again after some confusion. Yep. Let me put this to you folks. The original actor was Tom Hardy. <laughs> I said layer cake. Keezy said he wasn't in layer cake. So we had to start again. But he would have beat me at that one anyway. I don't know if I would have. No, you would have because I never had any more after that. You had Wallace. Right, okay. You would have beat me. So we, we brought Keen in.
and world travelled wrestling connoisseur, <laughs> Mr David Campbell Thompson, whereas everybody else knows him better, DCT, the international DCT. sex hero, <laughs> the man that uses machismo and charisma, <laughs> and I'll tell you something, a nicer guy you'd never meet, so uh, we'll get him in um, by phone link for the next show, um, see what his favourite movies uh, decade right. have been, and uh, from then on we'll hopefully have a, a guest Maybe not every week, but we'll definitely have some guests over over uh, the course of the next 12 months, hopefully. Alright, so, um, ladies and gentlemen, again, thanks very much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the first half of the 2010s. Right. Um, and we'll see you with the rest of the decade next time. So, yeah. what was that? What is it you say again, Keezy? And with that, we're out of time. Goodbye. <laughs>